Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you've got an extra buck or two that you wouldn't mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Pink. Embrace the freak that you are. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 112. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you on approximately 20-degree windy but sunny day here in St. Paul, Minnesota, and road conditions, in my view, are awful. But I'm sure I'm the only one out there that thinks that. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. My little sidekick, Ella, did a great job on some new sing-along songs. Thursday, Brian, Keith, Johnson, and myself jammed at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Manager Jeff gave us the thumbs up for 2018 bookings at Lucky's. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. Like I promised you guys, a big shout-out to the White Snake slash Pina Colada slash Toad the Wet Sprocket Couple. Saturday, Brian Johnson and myself rocked out at JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota. Huge thanks to friends Pat and Jackie for always treating the band like rock stars when we come to town. Sorry, Johnson's new truck is so embarrassingly loud. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, December 6th. 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, December 7th, Brian Johnson and myself will be rocking out at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, December 8th, I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, December 9th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself will be jamming at Lucky's 13 in Plymouth, Minnesota from 9 to 12 a.m. It's part two of two with lead singer of the popular Minnesota country-slash-rock band Georgia Clay, Tammy Joe. We discuss dog training, songwriting, more beer, etc. Enjoy the conversation! <laughs> so, DJ, what, uh, what kind of beer are you going to order me, bud? Uh, you're going to want the, the dogfish head liquid truth. DJ has ordered me a Dogfish Head Liquid Truth here at Lone Oak Grill. Thanks there, DJ. What are you getting, bud? I want the Tin Whiskers Tiny Circuit Coffee Stout. Nice. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. 
Tammy's still good with hers. We're still here at the Lone Oak Grill in beautiful Egan, Minnesota. We're here uh, with Tammy Joe of the band Georgia Clay and uh, DJ, her bouncer. <laughs> True story. We should probably throw the boyfriend title right in there too, otherwise it's awkward. All right, there, yeah, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> no, I'm anxious to try new beer. That's for sure. So I can't uh, even remember what you just ordered. I heard dogfish head and tin whiskers. Like, who names these beers? Those are the brewery I, names. I granted, I'm drinking Lonely Blonde, but really, like, who? What did you order? Tin whisker on a hot tin roof. What? Tin. What was that? <laughs> tin whiskers. Tiny Circuit Coffee Stout. Tin Whiskers, Tiny Circuit Coffee Stout. That's way too much to say. And, and he is, Mark is having the, uh, where'd it go? The Dogfish Head Liquid Truth Serum. Liquid oh, Truth Serum. Oh, Liquid Truth Serum. What does that mean for this podcast? It means I might have to do a little editing afterwards. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so we're having a good time here catching up. Tammy, didn't I meet you years ago at, that, at uh, Tiki Hut? Is that where we met? Yeah, Freddy's Gosh. Tiki Hut, I think. Yeah. Even the acoustic duo thing. Down on Rice Street. Yeah, that didn't last very long. Uh, Rice Street or <laughs> Freddy's Tiki Hut? Yeah. yeah. Well, that thing was like the chalet, and then it was Freddy's, and then it was something else, and then there were way too many bad things that happened, and they got shut down. Now they have a, it's like a chiropractic place. I live kind of that direction. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Probably better off as a chiropractic clinic than a bar. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a rough neighborhood. You live out there? Yeah. Do you want to borrow my bouncer? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not too bad. They're kind of building it up. You know, I'm kind of a few miles in more towards Como, but I'm around mm. Rice all the time. And and uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, after dark, you might want to think twice about walking around over there. But, right. But I don't know. It's not too bad. Oh, because that's one thing, because I've been doing all this dog stuff. I wanted to ask you about your dog. Yeah. Training, therapy dog stuff. But uh, before I get to that, or do you play those country festivals or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we do the, the typical fair and festival season when that comes around. That's usually full swing come June, July, August. That's what we're doing. We're not really in clubs at that point. We're out, you know, be it a fair, be it a, like, steamboat days down in Winona is one of my favorites to this day. It is just a freaking party on the river, and it's packed. And they're all there for the live music. They're not there to get wasted. They're not there to you know, ride the rides and eat mini donuts. They're there 100% for the band, which you don't get that at big festivals typically. So that's one of my favorites. Little plug. Go Winona. Um, what are your favorite local, like, Twin Cities clubs to play at? Or I guess in general, where do you like playing? Gosh. Besides Commander. Besides Gable. the Commander. Woohoo. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that question is two-sided for me because I've got the duo, so I play an acoustic, yeah, just an acoustic either, duo. Yeah. And then I've got the full band. I would say acoustically, I am a big fan of the Cowboy Jacks in town. Um, they're they're awesome. There's a Plymouth location. There's a Woodbury location. Uh, there's a Bloomington location. So we rotate through those twice a month. Those are a lot of fun. Uh, otherwise, we just recently started playing a little brewery down in Northfield called Tanzenwald which has been fantastic, the staff down there. In fact, I walked in last weekend, we just, just played there, and people were cheering and screaming and clapping when I walked in the door with my gear. No joke. Like, oh, you guys are here. Yeah, we love you. Wow. I was like, I wish every club welcomed me like that. Usually when I walk in with a guitar, the place clears out. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Because if they think it's going to be too loud, yeah, they clear out. Stop. 
Wow. Yeah, no, so the bar staff there is fantastic. And Julie, the manager that I work with, is uh, she's awesome. And they've got their ducks in a row, and they're doing it right. They've got great crowds Friday, Saturday nights. So that's been a lot of fun, too. Full band-wise, that's hard to say a favorite just because I feel like they kind of all start to blend together for me after a while. Some of the festival stuff sticks out a little bit more, but I'm a big fan of, like, the Max and Ham Lake. Okay. It's a great club. Otherwise, we just played this past weekend the Friendly Buffalo out in Big Lake. Oh, and sure. I that, know exactly where that is. That crowd, they brought it, man. I was pooped when we left the bar. I just wanted to I go to bed. I friends live right by that bar. That was a blast. So, yeah, there's a couple of fun. Like, that one's out. You don't feel like you're going to get that crowd out there, you know? How many nights a month do you play in? Uh, between the duo and the the cover band, the Georgia Clay stuff, and my original stuff, it's probably 8 to 10. Very cool. Yeah, it's a full-time full time job in addition to my full-time job. Wow. That's the thing I want to talk to you about yeah. is your other job. Yeah, let's talk puppies. <laughs> so puppies I'm a, and beer. I work for, as my hat, I work for Canine Inspired Change. I do therapy dog work with a company, and we go to schools all over and work with special needs kids, whatever. And we do agility and stuff with them. And, and uh, we got school on Wednesday this week. But uh, uh, talking to you up at JJ's, a commander or whatever, you said you have a therapy dog, two therapy dogs, right? Well, I have a therapy dog right now, a TDI registered dog. And then I've got a seven-month-old puppy who is my hopeful, but she's seven months old. And so let's face it, she's not quite ready. <laughs> How did you get into therapy dog work? And what, do you, what stuff do you do with your therapy dog? Yeah, well, I think for me it all started just based off of what I do. So when I'm not playing rock star, my full-time day job is vet tech. So I'm a veterinary technician. I work in a poison control center, um, and I've been doing that for 10-plus years. So just having that passion and that love for animals, I kind of wanted something more. I've been showing competitively in obedience and agility since I was a little girl. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, so all my dogs are titled, and I like to work. I like to do something with them so they have a job and it's stimulating for them and it's fun for me for us to compete. My first dog was a wire fox terrier that I took through obedience. That was a really bad idea. Terriers are not good at being obedient. No. And then my Aussie, the, the one that's a therapy dog now, her name's May. She was, uh, she's my star child. She's a fantastic dog. My boss, Daniela, has two Aussies. That's our, the start of this whole company. That's a good woman. Yeah. Any woman that likes Aussies. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do this right on the air. Could we recruit you? Do you guys, do you ever want to do more therapy dog work Heck at all? Heck yes. Heck yes. We'd love to. Especially once the puppy is uh, up and ready to rock and roll. May is 10. She's turned 10. And she's to the point now, if we go into uh, like a hospital setting, she doesn't necessarily love to jump up on the bed. It's kind of, I've got arthritis and I'm a little sore. And so I think for her, she's not necessarily enjoying it as much as she used to. And I've pulled back, kind of watching how she interacts with people. I mean, she still loves what she does. You can tell it's, it's her job, but... She'd rather be at home on the couch. So that's kind of where the puppy came into play. I was like, well, we'll phase you out. We'll phase the puppy in. So. Oh, that's great. Um, so you said you're in poison control yeah. with dogs. What are, like, three things that people might not know off the top of their head that dogs should avoid? I learned a couple this week. Two, in fact, grapes. Yes. And sugar-free gum. Yes. Good for you. I would have named those, too. Yeah, grapes and raisins are huge. Um why? They cause renal failure in dogs. 
that What's that? caused the kidneys to fail, basically. Wow. Yeah, no, it's a sad, sad story. And it's still the toxic principle in those is still kind of unknown. So, you know, a dog can have five grapes and have a problem. The next dog can have three pounds and not have a problem. It's just, it's a scary, it's a scary thing. So, yeah, grapes and raisins, I definitely would have named xylitol, which is what you were saying with the sugar-free gum. Um, and that's scary now, too. Xylitol is found in toothpaste and cosmetics and peanut butter. There's peanut butter on the market that contains xylitol, which is terrifying when you think really? people are using peanut butter to give their dogs pills. If they're not reading the label and they're thinking, oh, it's harmless, it's peanut butter. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, shoot. So xylitol, X-Y-L, that's what you want to look for, X-Y-L-I-T-O-L. Okay. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. I did not know that that peanut butter was a bad deal for the dogs too yeah and since uh grapes raisins and xylitol are all dog related let's go to the cat side and my third one would be lilies lilies so lilies cause renal failure in cats yeah wow um i have a cat that licks holes hot flat hot spots in her stomach no oh. any suggestions give her a cone <laughs> the cone of shame I don't know if she's looking. Right. Is she looking because she's got you know some sort of irritation or an allergy? Or we tried that. that it's not anxiety. I no. think it just she's she just gets allergies and stuff. So does she have a big bald patch? Lots of them. Yeah. Well, they're all kind of nasty, like bloodyish kind of. They're oh. I take her in all the time. It is what it is. No. But yeah, it's too bad. Um, have you ever brought your dog to your shows? I've thought about it. I thought about bringing the puppy just to desensitize her, right? It's loud. There's a lot of people. It's like, this is great training for you. If you're going to be a therapy dog, I, I have to have you be bomb-proof. I didn't. I, the, the part of my brain that says, no, be a good pet owner, turned on, and I didn't. But uh, I thought about it. Otherwise, May, May's a homebody. My old girl, she just wants to lay on the couch and, and chill. Yeah. Greet me at the door when I come home. That's cool. Yeah, I brought my dog, Copper, to a, a number of shows a year. But yeah, it's it's. I don't know if I have some friends that are watching her and taking care of her. That's cool. Uh, or else I worry about being too hot, like in the summertime. Yeah. Well, and you're there and, to do a job, so you worry like too. You got to be doing your job. You can't be focused on your dog. And I never thought about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. She's been on the podcast a million times. I know that. So does Georgia Clay have any other? Uh, anything big coming up you're excited for this winter time? Big shows, recording or writing any of their new material, anything like that? Well, Georgia Clay doesn't write. So Georgia Clay is more just the cover band. We're going out to bars. We're playing the songs that everybody hears on the radio they want to sing along to. The Tammy Joe Project, my solo original stuff, is kind of where the creative side for me comes in. Um, and Georgia Clay, oddly enough, we just broke away from an exclusive contract with an agent, which has given me the opportunity to go market us in completely different directions than that agent ever had. That's so I'm awesome. super excited about where we're going to end up going. Um, Lauren Haddenfelt of Xtreme Talent Agency has been helping me with some stuff and uh, booking some shows. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to definitely take a turn. We're going to end up in some different clubs and some different venues, but it's going to be a good thing to freshen up kind of where we're playing, too. That's great. How long have you, have you had an agent? We were exclusive with this particular agency for five years. So since the inception of the band, almost six. Is there a reason why you guys went your separate ways? 
Uh, you know, she was having a hard time with country. A lot of clubs see the name Georgia Clay, and they're like, oh, we don't want a country band. I'm like, yeah, but I do 80s rock, and we throw pink in there. And I mean, you saw us up at Commander. We're, we're kind of a mixed bag. And the it's a country, total mixed bag. the Absolutely. country we do is not like Johnny Cash and Waylon Jennings. It's not all the old school country that people think of when they think of you know country being twangy and and old. We do a lot of the upbeat, new poppy stuff. So she was struggling a little bit with that. We weren't quite playing as often as we wanted to. We weren't getting the money that I knew we could get. So it was a very mutual. Like we need to part, go our separate ways. I want to try to book this thing on my own. Yeah. And you know, for her, she That's wasn't cool. keeping the calendar full. So. The usual, then. The usual, yeah. You know, when you're the exclusive usual. with an agency. Yeah, yeah. So, going back to your record here, who are some of your songwriting influences? Do oh, you like gosh. Miranda Lambert's songwriting style? I really least? do, yeah. No, I think she's a great writer. Um, I'm a big fan of Jennifer Nettles. Yeah, she's great. Sugarland. Did she write a lot of their songs? She did with, uh, yeah, with Sugarland. something, whatever his name was. Christian Bush, yeah. They're coming back. Did you know that? No. Sugarland's coming back. I'm so excited. I won't derail our conversation, but yeah. Oh, I don't care. Totally coming back. Um, she spun off and did her own thing for a while, and she did a bunch of writing on her own record, so I really like her. And she toured with a gal named Brandy Clark. Okay, yeah. I'm a big fan of Brandy Clark, too. I could take a lot of my, a lot of my stylistic stuff from Brandy and Jennifer. So. Very cool. Where are you from? Here, Minnesota. I was born and raised out in Maple Lake, which is a little Maple teeny Lake. tiny town, like 60-ish miles west of the city. Very cool. And how'd you get in the music in the first place? I never even asked you. <laughs> I, uh, how'd you wind up here anyway? Yeah. So I answered a Craigslist ad for a band looking for a singer, believe it or not. And that was Shelby's Voyage. I've heard of them. <laughs> Everybody's Shelby's heard of Shelby's Voyage. Voyage. And that was... Oh, gosh, probably better than 10 years ago. And Shelby just took me in as this little green singer. I, I wanted to be a singer. I was nothing and didn't really have any honed-in skills. So he kind of molded me and shaped me and taught me. And then I, he kicked me out into the world. And <laughs> once I grew up, I flew the nest. I joined a band called Joyride, which is a pop rock band. 
been played with them, them for too. four or five years. And then ultimately that just kind of crumbled. People had schedule conflicts and things. So we were all still really great friends, but the band just wasn't working out. And I decided I wanted to go on and do a country band. So here we are with Georgia Clay five years later. Shelby's Voyage. Where did you guys used to play it? Why do I know that name? Oh, gosh. Shelby's Voyage. Where haven't we played is the easier way to answer that, I think. Wow. Yeah, Charles Shelby. He's a uh, was out in Brooklyn Park is kind of where the band was based when I was in it. Um, and I just actually, we still keep in touch. I just subbed for him, what was that, maybe like three, four months ago. So super fun to get together with him and jam. And that's where my roots are. You know, I look back on that and I go, the reason I've been able to start a band and have my own thing, it's be- because Shelby took a chance on me. So, What kind of music do they play? It was a lot of R&B, um, some older classic rock stuff. Very cool. Some 70s. It's kind of a mixed bag. Cool. Have you been songwriting nowadays? Do you have any more songwriting projects coming up? And the projects, no. So if we're talking like instead of sitting down and actually writing with yeah. somebody else, no. Um, writing for me is one of those things that's super personal, and it's really, it happens when it happens. I don't push it. Uh, there's times that I'll be driving down the road and a song writes itself, and I've got my microphone on my, you know, my, my iPhone. So there's a bunch of stuff I call that my vault. There's a bunch of little, you know, licks and riffs and chorus ideas, and sometimes I'll sit down and pull a song together, but uh, right now life is happening at full speed ahead. I'm buying a house, and so... I'm stressed out, and I don't tend to write when I'm stressed. Uh, but once I get through that stress and once I'm settled in, that's usually when those experiences kind of come to the front, and that's when I can push them out and actually tell the story. On a positive end, what's the most exciting thing about getting your own home? A garden? A fenced-in yard for the dogs? Yeah, yeah, you totally nailed it right there, the fenced-in yard. When I started looking at houses, I didn't care at all what the house looked like. I just wanted the yard to be privacy-fenced and flat for my dogs. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I would turn down houses. We'd, we'd walk up to the door. I'd walk around the corner of the house before the real estate agent even had the key out of the little box. And I was like, yep, don't need to see it. Don't like the backyard. She's like, really? I'm like, yep, don't want to see it. Shapers, <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. All right, so story behind the song segment this week. Um... Do you want to talk about, in 2016, no, what was it? So you did like a, did you do like some artsy rock song called Traffic Light in 2015? No, that's not me. That's another that's Tammy Joe. I know. It's Tammy Joe. I know, but it's not me. Right, how about Taking Shots? Taking that Shots, yeah. <laughs> that came out in November of last year, <laughs> right before hunting season. <laughs> uh, um, that's kind of fun. It's... You'll have to throw a little clip in there so they can hear that. But that's a really fun song. I'll play it at the end of the show, for sure. Yeah, it's After a, your other one. <laughs> after the other one I didn't write. Awkward. Oh, that's awesome. You're not the only one that's done that, though, Mark. It's totally cool. Well, how many Tammy Joes are there in the world? That does. It, it's your record. I think it's this other gimmick. And then it's then it's the Taking Shots one on iTunes. Yeah, I know. And this other chick, whoever she is, people have downloaded her track. And they've gone, I didn't really think that that sounded like you. I'm like, because it's not me. So I don't think it was quite is, the departure. <laughs> Left field. It's like switch from dogfish head to like paps. Tin, tin whiskers on a hot tin roof. <laughs> <laughs> so where did, did you track taking shots of Menominee as well? I did. It was actually tracked the same time the rest of the album was. And it was intended to be on the album. And as we sat down and started listening through the album, we thought, well, this doesn't really fit. Uh, and if you, you know, download the album and you 
even give this song 30 seconds of a clip, you'll hear the complete difference. It's very honky-tonk, piano-driven, uh, kind of bluesy country as to where the record was an upbeat, current, poppy country feel, um, very Sugarland-inspired. So it didn't fit, and we pulled it, and I held it back, and then I released it right before hunting opener. So taking shots is kind of a play on words of, you know, the yeah, hunter. for sure, hunters are out yeah. there trying to shoot a deer, and we're at the bars, girls, like, lining up the crown on the bar. Yeah, because we were at Widows, or uh, Hunter Widows Weekend. Yep. In Breezy, yeah. Yep. Very cool. So how do people get a hold of you if they want to uh, book you, acoustic, or your band, or get some dog training advice? <laughs> well, the, the bands are difficult. There's three different websites, so I'll just throw them all out there for you. The duo is called Two is Enough, and that one's easy. It's just two, T-W-O is I-S, enough, E-N-O-U-G-H, dot com, right? Uh, GeorgiaClayRocks.com is the country cover band. And then my solo project where you can find uh, rock and my country taking shots. Some of these songs we've been chatting about today is TammyJoeMusic.com. Awesome. Tammy Joe, thank you for being on the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Uh, best of luck to you. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, bud. It was yeah. fun. Thank you too, DJ. Hey, no problem. Good beer, man. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere it could be a great and worthwhile experience life is short go with some fun till next time friday night and it's no surprise you're all fired up with that look in your eyes you're backwards bound where the big books roam Crazy if you're thinking that I'm sitting at home Don't even bother calling, I won't hear the phone Well, everyone knows this time each year Gets a hell of a lot more rowdy round here We're lining them up as you're taking them down We're all taking our shots tonight in this town
shooting you down. We're all taking our shots too.